0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: hey what's going on everybody this is the talking tactics podcast my name is daniel half hope it's Carl Anker. we do the podcast we record it on tuesdays you guys hear it on tuesday if you're a patreon plus you get a little extra you'll probably hear it on wednesday though yeah you can follow us on all the social media platforms links are in the description twitter instagram facebook all of that Half hope where can people find your stuff halfoffootballhot.com baby you know, I looked at your YouTube. Like, bro, the YouTube's growing.
2: It's huge. I'm just doing. I'm doing. Don't be doing humble. Thing,
1: don't be humble, bro.
2: Nah, I'm just doing. It's
1: thing, growing. It's no, no. So for
2: me, like, I've like always, and I think I can't take credit, but someone else said it to me. They said, like, the the It's basically. It's, it's an indie band. You know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so so basically,
2: if you know, like, basically, the, the perfect example is like again, Soundgarden and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Boom, South stadiums, boom, 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 boom. Sand Garden, very, very Indian, very, very niche, but they make money. <laughs> so Sand Garden are like, man, I wish I could sell out the stadiums, like Chili Peppers make their money. They're like, no, we we have our arts that isn't mass appealing and it's what it is. So like, it's once you just know this indie band, you're like, well, yeah, I know of this thing that no one else knows. So for me, I'm like, look, I'm paying my rents, I'm covering my bills. I'm saving up towards something. I'm like, hey man, I'm cool, man. So I'm um, I'm content, man. So you that's know. So awesome. I, I saw people caught you in one of the, <laughs> the speakers corner. <laughs> Which, wait, 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 wait! You've been there. to speakers corner, haven't you? I've been to speakers corner. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. have H H got caught in 4K? <laughs> <And people laughs> like, is that H H? I'm like, that's definitely H H. You could tell by the dress sets. <laughs> And the ice cream. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they 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 caught you lacking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, Carl, where can people find your
0: stuff? You find me writing on the athletic. I'm covering Manchester United and other general shenanigans in the Premier League and European football, and possibly now even beyond European oh. football. Beyond it's, doesn't. It's... Is it
1: Women's World Cup?
0: It's Women's World Cup. Uh, I suppose we all now need to pay some attention to Saudi Arabia's Pro League um mm. and obviously you know even though european football cycles over this those internationals and other things to be paying attention to as well
1: right so because it's the summer I would, i'm gonna i'm gonna cap this at an hour five so that's that's gonna be that so so we'll do 45, like a 40 man. minutes <laughs> oh no it's it the the actual podcast will be 45 minutes roughly because All of right. the extra that we did at the beginning but like for the actual thing it'll be like an hour five um Yeah, let's talk about Saudi Arabia, man. So, HH, people were saying that Chelsea are in this weird position. They're in a bad place and all of this and all of that. And then it seems like Saudi Arabia have come to Chelsea and is like, how many Muslim players do you have? We're going to try to buy them all. So, Kante. Is that what you're (laughs) saying? (laughs) Kante, Ziyech, Koulibaly. I'm not sure about Mendy. But it feels like, yo, they're just coming and they're like, do you have anybody who wants to come to Saudi Arabia? Please come. And it seems as if Chelsea have had this plan for, like, months. They say that Todd Bowley's been working this out with the Saudi League. So what are your thoughts on, you know, Chelsea kind of being raided by the Saudi Pro League, kind of alluding to what Carl was talking about? And then we'll get into Havertz after.
2: Oh, no, no. I think it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for me, like, Chelsea stupidly spent 600 mil. Most of that's going to Ukraine. And they obviously need to balance the books due to FFP. So thank you, Saudi. And yes, I do feel Saudi. You know, so hundred percent. So basically, like I I don't know what else to say apart from thank you. So like this is just, just it's 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 a godsend of like wow there are guys who are ready to also pay premium high amounts. For for players that Chelsea need to get rid of, so it's it's an it's an amazing agreement, man. So
1: is is that I feel is that like when Infantino was like today, yeah, 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 I feel yeah, straight yeah. today. Yeah, yeah,
2: I yeah. Mean- <laughs> and then everyone paying the much easier for the stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's from.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I find it just I find it really interesting. Just the type of players that they're going. Again, I do think there is something about it being in Saudi Arabia and them. I don't know if they're targeting. But uh, being having an appeal to players who are Muslim. Because mm. the, the, the the names I've seen linked are again Kante, Koulibaly, Ziesh. I'm not I'm not sure if Mendy's Muslim. Um, I've seen Mares from Man City. Uh, Benzema obviously went. But then you have, like, you know, they went after Cristiano because he's a big name. They went after Messi because he's a big name. Ruben Neves is interesting because mm. I wouldn't think he's Muslim. But I do think there must be something to it where it's like this is – you know how we call places Mecca? So, like, mm-hmm. the 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 Mecca of basketball in America, they say, is, like, New York City or Rucker Park or the Mecca of fashion is Paris or Milan or what. If you're Muslim, like, the Mecca is Mecca. And it's, like, in Saudi Arabia. So, you know, you have Medina. Like, I've I could imagine if you're devout, that that could have some sway, or that they could use that as like, come on, like come and you know, obviously the money is good. So yeah, that that's as not.
0: Well, that's but, not. I don't think yeah. we need to go as. I, no, but what 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 what, what,
1: what, what, yeah. what I'm saying is, I do think there's a cultural element that can appeal to a one type of player over another player based on religion. It's it's, I think... it's 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 not just money because if it was money, Messi wouldn't go to, Inter Miami. Over um, a billion
0: in mm, a month.
2: Should, mm, what do you think? You, mm, uh, there's some money. That, there's
0: some money. Man, that's into there's Miami. money. There's money. And there's the, the percentage of all MLS earnings through your deal from Apple, a documentary, and the chance to own your own MLS expansion club. Let's not pretend M- Messi's Susan Inter Miami. Yes, Saudi Arabia offered Lionel Messi a lot of money. But what he's getting by going to Inter Miami is also a lot of money. And... Possibly. I saw the closest, billions and possibly with the, closest, with, the,
1: with the Saudi pro league. I don't think the the Apple deal is
0: billions. I, I think he's getting closer to equity than he, a football player oh, okay. will possibly ever get in terms of... He's not going to be on the street either way, but I'm just saying. Yeah, and look, and in the same way you say there are cultural factors, I'm sure there's cultural factors that made Messi go, True. maybe not Saudi True. Arabia, or, made me, or people, members of Messi's family go, maybe not Saudi Arabia, maybe the United States will be better. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's, there's culture. It's, it's especially there's in culture. Miami because Miami is like heavy Spanish-speaking. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's culture. There's cultural reasons behind every every single transfer deal. Uh, I think the one that is really interesting is Ruben Nevers. Mm. Right? This is this isn't a he's not a superstar in the way that you know these Chelsea players. Most of these Chelsea players have a Champions League winners medal attached to them at the very least. Um, he's not a superstar in the same way Cristiano out. This is a player who at the end the final game of last season, the final home game for Wolverhampton Wanderers, says, I'm very ambitious. I don't want to play in the Champions League again. And has spent quite some time saying, hello, Barcelona. Anytime you want to make a bid, I'm up for it. And that bid from Barcelona has never come. And rather than continue to wait at Wolverhampton Wanderers or try and make a sideways move towards somewhere else in the Premier League or in Europe, that can also get you Champions League football, he's now apparently moving to Saudi Arabia for a few. I think it's what, 40 to 50 million? I, th- I think, I did I say 45 or 55? It's something yeah. that ends in a five, but yeah. Yeah, 45 to 55 million. And I'm going to assume those wages aren't cheap. So, hey. now, okay, the, on that, the Nevis I mean, point, that's, though, that's close to, that's closer to what? You know, the Oscar deal that took Oscar to, to China. When Oscar, that was 60. When Oscar, When Oscar took that deal, he was very open about Mm. people saying, why why are you doing this move? You could play at a Champions League club for a long time. And Oscar was very open about, hey, you know, there's playing football to top level and there's also getting generational wealth so you can look after your family, people attached to your family and their Mm. family for a long, long time. And I'm not sure if Neves has been asked that question yet, but I'm going to make the reasonable assumption that he's going to be getting Champions League-level wages to be playing in Saudi Arabia. Like This is a, I don't want to say this is a new paradigm because we've seen this happen before with the Chinese League and we've seen this happen at a lesser extent in Russia and we've also seen versions of this happen where players age out the Premier League and go to Turkey. But yeah, Saudi Arabia want to be the next disruptor in European football and they want to turn that league into one of the next big leagues. Mm. And to do that, it means not just getting, you know, arguably one of the greatest football players to ever play the game in CR7, but also taking the middleweight players from Champions League clubs like Ruben Neves. This is big, right? Mm. Now, I would love to know, in
1: the Chinese Super League or Chinese Pro League, I forget exactly what it's called, but they, would, they put a cap on the amount of foreign players that could be in a particular team. So you would see most of the team would be Chinese nationals, and then there'd be like three, four. You might find some flags from Brazil, some flags from Colombia or wherever it is, but you couldn't have a whole team. I'm wondering, are what are the restrictions in the Saudi Pro League? Are there, you can have as many foreign players as you'd like to where like a team like, Chelsea have what well, that might be a bad example. What's a big team that has a few English players? I don't know. Maybe Man Man City. Actually, Man-, Man City have a grip. Chelsea. <laughs>
0: Chelsea's got
1: Chelsea's sure, got a lot of sure. English players. <laughs> sure. I well I, I was thinking, you know, they have Chilwell, Reece James, Chalobah, etc. But like most of the team is not from England. I wonder is is that a part of what the Saudi Pro League is is about? Like they're just happy we can no, have as there's many
0: There's no such international players. So there's no such rule yet on foreign nationals. And mm. it's what's really important to note is that, you know, weeks before Nevers' deal and whatnot, the ownership of the top four or the historic big four clubs in Saudi Arabia got changed. And now those clubs are part-owned by PIF, which is the sovereign wealth fund of Saudi Arabia. Mm. So it's not just that. You know, one of the big things behind the Chinese Super League was the... Chinese Prime Minister said football is a very very important tool I like football let's let's try and make this league better and a number of very big companies in China looking to court favor from the Prime Minister invested heavily in football that and that is how Oscar and Hulk and other players got brought to China because a lot of big Chinese companies went okay I'm going to spend loads of money buy these football players and try and impress the Prime Minister and therefore when future contract comes up for construction work or or other non-footballing bits of business, hopefully the Chinese government will look favorably upon me. That plan very, very quickly got mothballed. And that's why a number of the the bigger clubs that you remember, Drogba and Oscar and whatnot played for, those sponsorships aren't there anymore. Whereas Saudi Arabia, it's the top four clubs now are part owned by the Sovereign Wealth Fund. This is the same Sovereign Wealth Fund that Newcastle United have access to as well. And this is a sovereign wealth fund that has invested in a number of Western infrastructure projects. You know, there's a s- small slice of the sovereign wealth fund goes into Twitter. A small percentage of it goes into the independent newspaper in the United Kingdom. Um, like, I think golf. a small pot, golf, like golf. They've completely you know, would live golf and the merger PGA. Mm. That's part of the wealth fund. Uh, I believe a small part of the sovereign Saudi Arabian so- sovereign wealth fund is an investor in Uber as well. Right, like they, they are present in a lot of things that we interact with in modern day. So, the big four are Al Itad, Al Nasir, which is where Cristiano... So, Al Itad is where Nuno Espirito-Santo manages. That's where uh, Karim Benzema's gone. Uh, Al Nasir finished second. That's where Cristiano Ronaldo plays. Uh, there's two others, and I can't... Al halal oh, is that one? Al
1: halal. Yeah, uh, and there's one that starts with an I. It's it if, if, if tad it it's something Yes. So those 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 <laughs> are Guys, the full guys, bit. guys, just pause. We're learning. <laughs> it's working. <Sorry>. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is how, this I is how sports these sports teams, I can recall these teams by memory. Half of talking about I feel Saudi like guys <laughs> like the soft power is working.
0: <laughs> Al itad Al Hilal, Al, Al Alahi and Al Nasir. Al Nasir right? Nasir. These these are these I are even the know what their kits now. look
1: like. Like
0: yeah. these,
1: yeah. Kante's C- C- is gonna look like a bumblebee.
0: Yeah, these are the four. These are the four clubs that now have part ownership or percentage ownership by the Sovereign Wealth Fund. So these are going to be four clubs that, so long as. Saudi Arabia wants to be a big mover in football, these are the clubs where your big teams, where your European players are likely to mm-hmm. get offers from. As, as we're recording this podcast, David Ornstein just retwe- just tweeted that Thomas Partey now is said to be of interest to clubs in Saudi Arabia.
1: Also Muslim. Right. I'm seeing the connection.
0: Sure. <laughs> so this, this, this is a thing that, that appears to be going on this summer window.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I, again, Neves, I feel is really interesting, and a lot of people have said. I, I read a tweet. Again, when I say people, this one is the timeline, where he's he's it's, he's setting a bad example of giving up on your dreams to go chase money. And I'm like, what, what? if his? Well, I, it was just a tweet from one random person, but it had a lot of retweets, so people tend to, tend to agree with the sentiment. I'm like, what if his dream as a kid, H H was just to make a bunch of money. Not necessarily to be Champions League or win these things. Like, what if his dream was I'm playing football
2: so I can make a bunch of money? Which is... which Basically, there's a clear choice here. Legacy or the bag? (laughs) That's the choice. And Mm. my thing, though, is are you going to begrudge a Bernardo Silva choosing the bag? Now, I could begrudge and Mbappe choosing the bag, I can begrudge a Haaland choosing the bag. Am I going to begrudge a Bernadette Silva? I've just won the Champions League. I've just won the treble. I've spent a good few years as Man City. So what am I now going to achieve at a PhD that I've not already achieved before? Whereas if I now choose the bag, how can anyone begrudge me? I've already conquered Europe. I've already done my, my thing. So, because, the interesting discussion here is what makes this difference from the Chinese Super League And I think the difference here is I feel that the the Saudis they're very serious about this and I feel that they have much more of a long-term vision than I think the Chinese Super League did. The Chinese Super League just felt like it, it just felt like a moment in time. But I think based on just because China, I really do believe that, I may even argue that it could be 60, 40 in favor of of basketball, maybe even 70, 30 in China. So as much as China likes football, basketball is number one in China. Saudi Arabia, but especially in the Middle East, in that region, football is huge. It's Mm -hmm. massive. And and people who I know who've, who've lived in that region say, no, Middle East football is huge. So I think they are much more serious about this and they have more passion for the game than China did. So my thing is this getting a Cristiano, okay? Getting a Benzema, okay. But if you now get a Neymar, if you now get a Bernardo Silva, that's when things were interesting. What made China interesting was when they got Hulk and Gratiano Pay. Because those guys moved in their, at their peak. Mm-hmm. I remember, I said, wait, Pay, you just had like a pretty decent Euros and you're gonna move moving to China. Whoa, 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 could this be something? But then it then fizzled out. But if these guys can now get guys 26, 27, 28 at their peak, then we now generally have competition. And here's the thing, I love competition. If not for competition, I'd be stuck with my bum Windows computer with, with the viruses <laughs> and always going to that freaking computer electronic store to keep on like um, repair it. But thank goodness for competition, I never want to see a Windows computer ever again in my life. <laughs> Thank, God, thank goodness for competition, PlayStation came out with a PS4. Because even if for competition would be stopping 450 million for that Bomber's PS3 with only four or five good games. So competition, I think, makes the market better and it makes things better for the con- consumer. Mm. So if Saudi now are now serious about this, you're here for now, what are you now going to do? Someone made a very interesting point. And I said, like, oh, I didn't actually um, handle this. He said, look, so maybe black players will now look at the Saudi pro league and be like, look, they, all this racism I'm dealing with in Italy and Spain and the pathetic ways that guys are dealing with it, I'm out. So again, we don't know, but just for argument's sake, let's just say for the debate sake and for the pod, let's just say black players on mass are like, we're not going to go to the Saudi pro league because we don't like how you will deal with racism. Now, what will you now do? Because you don't need any of those blacks. You don't care about the blacks. We know you, you don't saying? because you don't care about racism. But if the blacks now what move en masse... What? <laughs> what are you saying? What? <laughs> what? What, what hypothetical time Okay, okay,
1: so... <laughs> is, okay. No, 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 have it's hope, not. Hope. It's hypothetical, hope. hypothetical have, for have, argument's sake. hope. just, just,
0: just what please. Argument?
2: So your, <laughs> your, your, what?
1: your hypothetical is saying because Europe is dealing with racism so poorly... Mm. that if Saudi Arabia becomes a legitimate player, that African players might say, okay, let's go get
2: the bag in Saudi? Yeah. No, no, basically, I'm just someone, because I put out a video, and someone just made a comment on YouTube, I was like, okay, that's interesting. So what if, as a particular scenario, I don't think it's really going to happen, but just say oh. a particular scenario where black players en masse are like, oh, this Saudi poly thing is actually raising up, up on everything. Let's say there are a lot more racist incidents, and they get dealt with with the crap that you saw. They get dealt with it in Spain and then Italy. I now see black players almost say, know, screw it. Let me go to the Saudi public. Like, it's raising. Oh, more players, more peak players." So once it now starts, once that now starts to happen, so you feel like, okay, now what you now going to do? Do 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 now.
1: I mean,
0: this is a so,
2: bizarre, hypothetical. I'm, I'm not, well, how did um, this my, idea get my, into your head?
1: My my question or my thought is. Do we know how Saudi Arabians feel about African people? I don't know the answer to to know if that's like a an upgrade, a downgrade, a sideways step. I don't know enough. So, <sighs> but 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 I will say, like, whenever I watch the Saudi national team, I'm like, wow, like there's way more African looking people here than I
2: thought. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I mean, basically put it this way, you know, again, it's, no, but basically, there's racism everywhere, but. The kind of racism that you'll see in Saudi Arabia, you ain't seeing it in Spain or Italy. And that's by the simple fact, and this is for my being speaking to Spanish and Italian people, There hardly there's hardly any proximity to black people in Spain or, or Italy. That's oh. why monkey chanting is still like a new thing <laughs> in Spain and Italy. So whereas in Saudi Arabia, there are just too many dark people that live within the society. I do think it could be used as like an option, which is good. <laughs> so 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 look at this deal. Hey. No racism plus the bag. That's a good deal. <laughs> what, what do you mean no that's
1: racism? What are you getting this no racism <laughs> this, for? This exact thing. Call this one I'm like, ah. no, no, okay.
2: Let's be reset. So, okay, okay. Stop, stop. Are we now? Hang, hang are we now on, saying on, that hang on, hang you will have the same on, racism in Saudi Arabia that on, you do in Italy and, on, and and Spain? On. I don't know. Please, I don't.
0: Know. Let's stop. Let's stop here. You've chosen this hypothetical and you've d- described it for a while now, and I don't know why you're doing this hypothetical. I think rather than do this let's actually look at what is happening and discuss that before we get into <laughs> hypotheticals. So what we're actually seeing, what we're seeing right now is Saudi, Arabia, Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabian clubs are making a number of bids towards players based in Europe. They appear, they've already signed Karim Benzema, who's the current holder of the Ballon d'Or. They appear to be getting N'Golo Kante. Uh, one of the teams outside the big four seemed to have made a offer towards Steven Gerrard to be their manager. Steven Gerrard what? went over to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it was the whole thing. Steven Gerrard to so the team they, that finished seventh. go
1: after Frank Lampard.
0: <laughs> so the team that finished seventh, made, uh, made apparently made a job offer. Stephen Gerrard went out to, to check it out, and then on Monday he confirmed on British television that he won't be taking that job. Uh, okay, so you've got Saudi Arabia. They've got a, you've got Saudi Saudi Arabian Pro League wants to be a big deal. They appear to have the money because they have access to the sovereign wealth fund. The sovereign wealth fund also own an eighty percent stake in Newcastle United, and. It appears that Clear Lake Capital, as in the group that owns or has controlling stake in Chelsea Football Club, mm-hmm. that you know the Saudi Arabian Sovereign World Fund also have a partial stake there as well. This is now causing friction between the other Premier League clubs and Chelsea because possibly reports accusations that Chelsea are now using the Saudi Pro League or you know, have spotted a loophole and are siphoning away their unwanted players to the Saudi Arabian pro-, pro League in order to ease their FFP considerations.
1: Did you see that they tried to force Lukaku, not force, but they like strongly suggested Lukaku go to the Saudi yes. Pro League so instead there's, of...
0: <laughs> there's also this deal report as intern. well. And the way I keep saying there's this report as well is it's, it's become something, as a journalist, it's really, really hard right now to figure out what's real and what's not because we it's just, there's not the historical uh let me rephrase this um there's not the legacy media outlets that are knowledgeable about Saudi Arabian football in the same way they are about France Italy Europe's top five leagues or even those outside Europe's top five leagues right so you can see right now you're seeing a lot of tweets go out from people who have bought ticks or a lot of aggregators saying this football club wants to buy this football player this football club in Saudi Arabia wants to buy this football player and you're going I can't tell if that's real or not so i have to do some digging and do some digging and do some digging and i'm not sure if it's right i had wrote an entire article about steven gerrard going to this football club in saudi arabia uh i even saw a photograph of him holding up what appeared to be the shirt of this club and it seemed to be a done deal only for gerrard to say no nah, it's not happening so now i'm going wait did i get swindled by a photoshopped image where did these, <laughs> where did these reports come from bing bang bing bang boom so this so for one I'll say anyone right now who's hearing if you're not seeing a legacy media or a recognized media operation report on this Saudi Arabia or a report on Saudi Arabia clubs are interested in this please exercise a little bit of caution.
1: Let's talk about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So, how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you.
0: As people who are affiliated or have previously expressed interest in Chelsea Football Club, what do you think of Chelsea being uh, quick to sell or move on players? two Saudi Arabian clubs in order to get around FFP restrictions?
1: Half Hope already said he feels Saudi, so I think okay. we, we, <laughs> we we know where he stands. Um, Look, I don't like the phrasing of giving or moving on or the idea that the players don't have agency in the mm-hmm. move. It almost feels like Chelsea are just deciding you're going there. So I do like if if the story is true. Of course, we don't know if it's 100% verified or whatnot. But Lukaku pushing back and being like, no, I'm not going where you guys want me to go just because you might have a deal or you might have struck a conversation with them. Like, I'm you know, the captain of my ship in that sense. Um, yeah, I don't like the idea that, oh this is just a place where we know we have a deal with somebody. So we want to get rid of Mendy. So let's just send him to Saudi Arabia or we want to get rid of Kula Bali. Let's just send him to Saudi Arabia. I don't like the idea that the players are that transactional um, and that they don't have any agency in the, in the decision. If you want to go and the money's cool and you feel like it's a cultural fit. All right. But I don't like the idea of Chelsea, like shoving people to a particular country just because they have deals with a private investment fund or public okay. investment fund. So yeah, I don't like that. Um, let's talk about Havertz while we're on Chelsea. Um, mm. HH. <laughs> I know where this is going to go. Uh, the deal to
2: Arsenal. Uh, would you be willing to drive him there yourself or what's going on? I you know, I'd I'll take a spaceship and I'll jettison them to Arsenal. But here's here's the thing though. Nice. It's um seventy it's seventy mil. Mm. Seventy mil for Havertz, that's a, that's a great deal. And I don't know why Arsenal fans are crying as so like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? blah 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 blah. This is the reality. Havertz has been completely garbage for Chelsea in the past few years and his UCL winning gold. That's now expired. It's been long <laughs> past its expiry date. Okay. But the thing though is, a player that <laughs> is a brick in a particular environment can flourish in a different environment. You know? Like, Riquelme, he didn't happen on Barcelona. He boosted Villarreal, it happens. And we all saw how good he was at Osas. and everyone knows how talented he is as a player. So, Javet's under Teta in that system around those, those players could just become a better player. Perfect example, Modric. I think Modric would have worked better for Aston because they were freaking scouting for months. But Todd Bowley, because he wants to win over the fans and because Modric is trending and because he obviously wants to do a deal with Ukraine, decides to now get Modric for like 100 mil. And now the guy was complete garbage <laughs> last season. So I think that because Havertz has only worked out at Chelsea, doesn't mean that he's completely useless. He is, he, there is talent there. Like Conor Gallagher is not a professional player. I don't know what Connor Gallagher is. I don't know what he does for a living. I have no right. idea. But Havertz though, there's some talents there. So in the right condition, in the right environment, he can flourish. So for 70 mil, take it. And and that'd be great because for Havertz, not, now he could just go, you've got um, Chris Koo coming in and then who else that can come in to pretty much fill the gaps, man, so yeah.
1: Okay, quick follow-up question, and I want Carl to answer this. Do Champions League winning goals expire? And I ask as someone who had to, maybe you wouldn't call it suffer, but from the outside, it looked like suffering. From the Solskjaer era. So, like, do Champions League winning goals expire? Is that a thing?
0: Yeah. Listen to the doubt in my voice. I think there's, I think every fan base... I think every player has an amount of goodwill among a fan base that is replenished by good performances and is decreased by bad performances. And Kai Havertz, he will always be the player that scored the winning goal in the Champions League final that got Chelsea their second Champions League final. But the performances since then have been not great. Or as Tav Hope says, have been he's been a brick. Um, there's been two or three times I've watched Kai Havertz in. <laughs> In recent, i say recent season, across last season, last season being 22-23, I, I, watched, I watched quite a few Chelsea games and Chelsea being bad is a lot more complicated than one player. But I did get the sense that Chelsea would be immediately improved if they had a more orthodox number nine playing up front rather than Kai Havertz. And hmm. I watched Kai Havertz play a couple of games. You know, quite a quite a couple of games in the end of uh, nineteen twenty, so the closed door season, when Havertz was still at Bayer Leverkusen, where he was a second striker or closer to a second striker. He was a second striker or closer to a number ten, and also he was rapid. Uh, Havertz, and this is the very strange thing. Is, is it just the pace of the Bundesliga compared to the Premier League or something else? But Havertz looked way quicker than how he looks now. And more space. The, yeah. yeah could be just more space to run into an attack and he's you know if there's anything habits is very good at it's attacking space he's very good at his interpretation of space is very good and there's a reason why he was compared to Thomas Muller when he first broke on the scene and people kept calling him baby Muller yes 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 and yes, yes Thomas Muller plays as the number 10 in a four-two-three-one system and he played off uh, Lewandowski for several years and he just pulled the head of Lewandowski or attack the space ahead of Lewandowski and attack the half spaces and and was very good at popping up in areas and doing this. He acted, you know, he worked with a number nine who was the reference. Havertz's goal in the Champions League final, the number nine was Timo Werner and Havertz was in the right half space. Mason Mount was on the left. When you push Havertz from those half spaces into the number nine, okay, he's big uh, and I think this is one thing that goes under the radar about Havertz is he's he's a bit like Deli Alli in that he looks really skinny and quite small but he's actually six foot and he's pretty scrawny is not the word but like very wiry he's a lot bigger than how he looks on TV Um, so he's got the physical assets to play as a number nine back to goal to occupy defenders but that's not really his game and uh, you know the last time it was Chelsea 90 minutes was when they came to Old Trafford I watched that game and I was just really disappointed by the paucity of quality in that game from both sides really it was one of those games that could have finished 4-4 I just kept looking at Havertz Miss very presentable opportunities going. This must be immensely frustrating as a Chelsea fan because the talent is there ish and it's in glimpses. And his ball, he's like one thing that's also interesting is his ball striking ability is very inconsistent. There have been times that Havertz gets on the ball and hits the ball. I'm like, oh, that is sweet. He's fantastic. He can, he can, rather than always have to hit in the bottom corner, he can really sweep it up and get into the roof of the net. And I'll help you get an extra five goals a season. And i have another minute where well, he looks like he's not kicked off for six weeks. And I just don't understand it. <laughs> um, and I think this is the frustration with Habits. And I think this is why Hope and other Chelsea fans were going like, you know what? I'm done with this guy. He's a brick. He can go. It's because there was no guarantee which Habits you're going to get, good Habits or bad Habits, until the, you know, until the f- first whistle was blown. And even then, you could have a very good 10-minute spell and then just fall off a cliff. He was, he's very boom and bust and sometimes that's the boom thing. and bust within yeah. games. That's that's the thing, like Half Hope, I'll, I'll
1: steal your phrase where he, he uses useful brick. The useful brick is someone that you know what they're going to do every game. So yeah. like Giroud, you know what he's going to do every game. He's very consistent. It might not reach 8, 9, 10 out of 10, but you know he's going to give you a solid 6, 7 every game. Havertz the, the frustrating thing is he it could be eight. It could be nine. Like there was a goal he scored against Newcastle just off memory. Like the ball, it was Jorginho. Jorginho clipped it over the top. He took like – it might have been a first touch finish, like very calm goal. It was like one of the better goals from two or three seasons ago. And it's like, okay, you you have that. You can do that. But you don't show it every game. So the frustration is you see Havertz's name on the team sheet and you should think an assist, a goal, a game somewhere around there but mm-hmm. he that's not his style of game. So it's just very frustrating. So he's not even a useful brick because he can't be used in every game because you don't know what he's going to provide. Let's so it's really, just like ah. Let's be really real right now. Go if to we, a team that has
0: has the the system to use you properly, I guess. So, so Timo Werner, someone who's better off playing off a of number 9. Now Timo's can't, a useful brick. Okay, you can call Timo a useful brick. He's probably better playing off a of number 9.
1: Is the he the greatest, greatest useful brick of all time?
0: <laughs> no, it's it's, it's Giroud. <laughs> okay, fair. I'll, I'll take that. Okay, so you got so let's let's go through Chelsea's recent array of strike uh, attacking players. Do we have Mason Mount? This? Mason Mount better off playing of a orthodox number nine focal point. Kai Havertz better off playing of a fixed point number nine. Timo Werner who's left and went to back to RB Leipzig. So Same thing. Probably better off playing of a focal point. Of number nine, in cuckoo Zhao, Zhao Felix, Felix, <laughs> who just spent six months on a pretty useless loan, better off playing as a off a number nine who serves as a, as a focal point. ZH cuckoo ZH definitely better off playing of, a <laughs> number nine. Um, Hudson maybe not. But uh, no, now we're getting to wide players. Um, in cuckoo I think he could be turned into a number nine. He's definitely got he's definitely got the the strength, intelligence of body, ball striking ability. That you could turn him into that he's got the frame for it but also might be better off playing for that's number nine mm-hmm. and this is a really big or concerning problem with with chelsea in that even at the start of the season they had all these players that you're going you need a number nine to play off thomas tuchel pushes to get pierre in to be a number nine Aubameyang is not that number nine you know he's not that hold up play.
1: Carl's efforts to avoid taking long
0: <laughs> oh, <you know>. Longstanding <laughs> listeners know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, and then and then obviously two leaves quite soon after the player they you know they bring in Romelu Lukaku, who while being a number nine is not renowned for his hold up playing back to goal game. Mm-mm. So the interesting thing is you've gone through all these players that are better off going for number nine, and mm-hmm. yet the player that you know, all of these players would be best off working next to. You already sold. He's called Simulant. Olivier Giroud.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> in so, yeah.
0: Which is remarkable in that, in terms of useful brick, uh, I've, I've, said, I've said this three or four times on Tifo another, and other, and tweeted it before, there are so many teams in Europe that would be immediately improved by getting 2016 Olivier Giroud. It's remarkable because we're now in the age of, it's not just that, you know, I know Hope often laments about the death of the number 10, Um, But we are seeing just a complete dearth of number nines nowadays, being, you know, coaching and academy system. uh, You know, I remember Arsene Wenger saying before he retired that the academy system basically coaches you out of being a number nine. Sometimes you can can overcoach a player. You get that selfishness out of them. Whereas what you want in a number nine is just this ruthless, horrendous, I'm going to break my nose in order to head the ball and get it in. And you either have it or you don't. And I've spoken to, you know, current Premier League players, some of these players who play Europe League level, some of these players who play at Champions League level, you know, and some of them go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not number nine. I, I don't have it in me in the same way that say, uh, a Cristiano has it or in the same way that, uh, say, How, a, Lewand- and, 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 a and also- or, or a Lewandowski have it because you, you you need to have it. So I think Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea, in Cuckoo might, they might just go, you know, in Cuckoo you're the number nine. We're just going to run it this way. But even then, that's not, Pfft. Pochettino's a good coach. Can Pochettino turn and cuckoo into a number nine? Maybe. And then you get the thing of, should you just keep Lukaku just in case it all falls apart? So no. so Lukaku can be a reference? <laughs> no. He doesn't, he doesn't say no. want to stay And a, you say it, you no. Know. So there you go. No, no, but, so this, but, but you, this but, you is know what? the problem with Chelsea.
2: You know, Pep is to blame for all of this. Excuse me? I, the, like... I there I maybe this is for a different spot or so forth, but I think Pep is to blame for I think for football declining.
1: Oh, not declining. <laughs> Let's go. So, oh, we're doing this so, again.
2: so my thing though is hot take. Uh, First rip, rip. of all, oh no no, it's it's it's, it's a full on hot take, man. It's like Pep Guardiola has made football matches worse, oh. and <laughs> I think that I'm mute my microphone
0: so you can. And, and I because
2: you the issue I have is based on just how successful that Barcelona team was and based on just how they played, you have these dim-witted caveman morons who are not trying to <laughs> replicate that. So what you now have are these moronic managers who now say, hey De here play out from, from the back. David is saying that, I can't play from the back. David, play from the back. David, I can't play from the back. David, play from the back. It's the new modern thing. Okay, play from the back. And look at us consider all of these goals. Oh, we don't need a striker. Let's just have a false nine. Let's let's all all these guys just you know act as shadow strikers and so forth. So okay. so so let us now go into a Champions camp campaign where Kai Havertz is our quote unquote striker. So the issue now I have are guys are trying to copy the Pep system and you're failing because you do not have the players, and you don't have the coach to f- to fully execute the system. So what you're saying is that when you now remove the number 10s, you now remove the luxury players, you now remove this the strikers, you now remove the ind- individuals. Everybody is pretty much playing the same kind of a game and it's trash. The beauty of that UCL final was Simone Inzaghi. Simone Inzaghi, I thought he was the, Champion of that UCL family because what Suminio and showed is Suminio and tactics was, was from 1994. Those that was old, old, old school <laughs> tactics. And Pep got he found a to say if not for a dude from Belgium, stroke Kong Kong.
0: did a 3 2 4 1. That's a WM, that's a tactic from
2: the 1920s. You talk about old school tactics. Right, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, Pep, okay, okay. Pep right, was right, still right. on his on BS. His oh, Pep, oh, Pep, oh, Pep convinced himself, oh. <laughs> my issue though is that, no, this is no, 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 I the issue we have now things is, things is we're, we're, we're trying to look for a striker right now. They don't exist because the world has now changed. How do we live in a world where you don't have any number tens, you have no struggles, you have no luxury players. Because all these dumbass teams just want to just play systems. And do you know? you ask me that? Why are football matches so crap these days? They're these? not. Like they're not. You're just older and you have back pain. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I have no no. I have I have issues with my Achilles and so forth, but that's for a different See, discussion.
0: Uh, any anyone who thinks we do got, Yeah, yeah. Football yeah. Football yeah. Football yeah. Football yeah. It's, got it,
2: got it's bad now man. Now it's hot. compared <laughs> to whatever.
0: Like I please go back and watch the 2017 Champions League semi final between Chelsea uh, and England. Please go back and watch
2: the game that was described as shit on a stick. Carl, you can't name me seven quality players right now. Seven quality players right now. Okay, 06, I could give you seven quality individuals who you'd want in your team. You cannot name me seven truly quality individuals. Everybody is a teacher's pet. Oh, okay. oh, please, okay, okay. sir. Please, so, sir. What so, do I do in this position, sir? Okay, please, okay. sir. Because everybody's been
0: micromanaged. I, I agree with this. Okay. Right. Okay. So there is, there is a level of industrialization of young players and coaching and the academy system to create players that are uh, comfortable in playing a number of positions up until a certain age point. Yes, you are correct. Um, as I said before, with what Arsene Wenger said, Arsene Wenger said this uh, value of European coaching and the academy system may have coached out the whatever innate intangible that is needed to create number nine football players. Uh, I believe Wenger also said, if you want strikers, you probably now have to go to South America because they haven't reached the peak of industrialization in the in terms of their Academy players. And there's just something in like South American football culture where number nines are just left alone a lot more where if, you know, if there's a striker there, they go, oh, let's not tamper with them too much. There's a very famous quote uh, about Dennis Rodman, when Dennis Rodman was on the bad boy Pistons where apparently an assistant coach was trying to tell Rodman to do something uh, and a Chuck, his co-head coach went, Daly. Chuck Daly said, whoa, 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 don't do that. You don't want to put a, he said, you don't put a saddle on a Mustang, right? And so there's this, you know, in most sporting cultures, there's this idea that if a certain mm. player comes on and they're really, really special, you don't want to tamper with them too much. And this is normally reserved for attacking players, but, you know, Rodman example. Great, call. And I'd say up until about 2010. Bro, that goes
1: exactly with half point about I'm, Pep and Spain. I'm not, and fin-
0: I'm not, let me finish, let me land. I'd I'm say just saying until, it connects. I'd say up, again, up until about 2010, you know, you're seeing attacking players just allowed to be attacking players. Now, right, okay. Is this Pep Guardiola's fault? I don't think so. <laughs> I think, is this Pep Guardiola's fault? No, I think what you're seeing is the problem of just rampant industrialization of people, right? Cap- capitalism in action. We we figured out how to make midfielders. So you kept making those football players. A really good example of this is, um, anyone listen to this, go read Das Reboot, which is the book from Ralph Hollenstein about how the German football team won the 2014 World Cup and just how Germany, after they lost to England and had their embarrassment in Euro 2000, just went, right, we have to completely redo how we teach young players and get very, very good at, at making football players so they redid the academy system they worked on technical players there was a point yes when they looked at what spain were doing and Went, should we start doing that then of course england you know have the england dna they have saint george's park you know france always has Clairefontaine. so all these big national teams all these big footballing countries went how do we get more people into being football players it's also really important to say as we're seeing more money going to football middle class parents are now being interested in football and they're being more willing to let their kids play football rather than tell their kids to play polo and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot, right? It's not enough to just say this is Pep's fault. This is like a huge thing to do with capitalism, extra money in the game, changing references to this. And just the fact that if you're, if you're teaching that many more kids, you'll want to kind of teach them to play the same way or teach them how to play systems. Hope is correct there. It's not Pep's fault. Um, I think the interesting thing there is, okay, when Pep says, when Hope says, it's not entirely Pep's fault. When Hope says, stupid caveman coaches, okay, coaches that don't, um, coaches that want to do what Pep did without understanding why he did it, that makes you a caveman, not just copying him. So why do why do you want your goalkeeper to pass up from the back? This was explained by Johan Cruyff in that no team will press you all 11 players up. Your goalkeeper is never going to join, you know, cross the halfway line and join the team press, which means if you're building up from the back, If your goalkeeper can contribute in possession, that means you always have a free man. This is old Krauthian policies from... This is total football from the 70s. Not new. Just Pep did it more. Did some teams copy it because Pep did it? Eh, kind of. But then any team gets copied. Remember when Antonio Conte won the league with 3-4-3 and then Arsenal did a 3-4-3 for a while, right? Like, no one was giving Roberto Martínez credit for doing three at the back. But boom, 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 boom. Now... The point about uh, why you thought Inzaghi was was a genius because he did something different. Yes, I'll give you that point. Inzaghi and Inter Milan are a rare <laughs> team in Europe because they play two up top. And we did this before on the previous podcast when you were present, they played two up top and we thought, oh, that'd be interesting to counterattack Manchester City, who are used to playing against most big teams that play Man City, play one up top. And yeah, it, it seemed to work, especially because the wing-backs went forward. But again, Pep did a 3 2 That's a WM. That's one of the older football tactics we have. And who's up front for Manchester City right now? Haaland, who's like the biggest number nine right now. Football tactics are cyclical. And sometimes you copy the team that's winning, and sometimes you copy the thing that's easier to you. And yes, I think you have a point there in saying um, it's very difficult to copy what Pep does when you don't have the money or the funds or the resources. But to say football's declined because of Pep Guardiola and because everyone's become robots is incorrect. Because the problem as I say, many, many times in this podcast, it's not necessarily with...
2: Um, so so, so I say that football has in better. Then. Football is better now than before. I, I, say, I say... Pardon? I say that football is better now. We have better matches, more exciting matches, better players and so forth
0: yeah. now. Yeah, like, like what what was the World Cup final? back, What was the, World was the World Cup World final? final? Mbappe. What, I think I think we're all in agreement in the, the last the last World Cup final was one of the greatest games of football of all time.
2: Because of Mbappe. Because of Mbappe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Before Mbappe, but, but it was a one sided of,
0: of the game. It, fine, cool, you can call that. But in, in terms of has the quality of football declined, I don't think that's true. And I think I think what you need to do is actually watch those games full 90 minutes from back in the day you were calling the heyday. Every time there's an international break, I see it's like, uh, oh, okay, good. okay, what okay. okay. No, I got it, got it, got it. Okay. I'm going, I'm going, you have to watch the, the quality of players.
1: football from like if if we're looking at the floor of football, it's gotten better. Like the floor has raised on football. John
0: Stone, but, 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 he's better but, than oh, like how many me, defenders thing you've ever seen me, in your entire life, bro. The,
1: the, the, the floor of football has gotten better, meaning that just the standard entry to play mm-hmm. professional footballer. Or, or to be a professional footballer, I think you will have to be a better footballer than you had to be in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. However, the ceiling of the what the best players are is not what it used to be.
0: No, I disagree.
2: Uh, I, I agree with, with I Daniel. Disagree. I agree I disagree. with Daniel. If I disagree, and the, like, I, the, disagree. If you look at like the if you I look at those Milan like teams
1: from like the. Mid two thousands, like players who were born in the seventies, late watch uh, them. early eighties. Watch them,
0: watch them play. The Milan team of two thousand and six did not play the free flowing, amazing football that you think they played. Trust no, me. No, no, but, 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 but the individual qualities of the, players the individuals,
2: is
1: better than the t- like teams now play better football. Sure. Yes. But the individual players are not better.
2: They're not. Basically, no, they're not individuals the, that we're running to watch today, right now, because everybody is a because basically. Put it very simply. Okay. What we now have now are the managers are now king. Manager is now king. So systems now king. So what we're saying is system versus system. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really Haaland versus Latario Martinez. It was Pep Guardiola against Simone Inzaghi. It's Pep against Klopp. Back in the days, like oh, I want to see Pielo. I want to see Kaka. I want to see Henry. I want to see Shevchenko. I want to see Sadov. I want to see um, um, all the, all the, all this. I want to see Ezzo where there are no individuals we're running to go and watch because there are think- no individuals now also, it's about also systems it's, it's also Do you if,
1: just just call quick if you look at how the how the game is even promoted on television these days so i don't I, I don't know how it is on sky sports bt sport whatever but here in the states it'll be chelsea against uh let's say manchester united they don't put the star chelsea player against the star united player They'll have a picture of Frank Lampard with the picture of Ten Hag now, mm, yeah. When, when, when it used to be, they'll have a picture of Drogbo next to a picture of Rooney. They yeah. don't do that anymore, they no. put the manager with the manager because managers have become the focal point of what a team is. Yeah, they're the superstars yeah. now,
0: managers become superstars,
1: and that's yeah. that's the annoying part because managers control how the team plays because there are no real individuals in that no. sense. Also, no. also, and this might be, and, and maybe there are some individuals, but also it's easier to attach. A team with the manager because managers in some ways aren't as transitory
0: there you go that's the point you figure but out they are
1: but they are <laughs> yes
0: like again and it, and this is not to do like a team the the packages it seems to be focused a lot more on managers because they're there longer mm-hmm. until they not because the problem exactly. is money <laughs> the problem is money the problem isn't that we've got fewer superstars the problem is the superstars are all in one or two three places and but but then they're playing Whereas back like in the, the day want they're not playing as themselves. So quick
1: instance. Please let me land. Be, please let me land. Oh well I was I was adding on my point because I was kind of interrupted. But you just were, just yeah. just super quick, like two sentences. The idea that Pep doesn't let his teams do back heels, mm-hmm. what do you think that did to a player like Gabriel Jesus?
0: Do you think like do you think do you think Mr. Clough was allowing players at Forest to do back heels?
1: Not at Forest, because he's dealing with a particular level of quality. He was a European champion. Oh, I thought you meant like late, like in the 90s. when they no, were. No, I'm talking segregated. about, you know, big time, big time.
0: Like, I, I think a lot of these arguments that we're all experiencing aren't a lot of things I see on the timeline and on in the barbershop and on speech media. I'm going, I don't think what you're describing is anything new. I just think this is you experiencing for the first time because you have reached that age. And the point I was going to make is, one of the big differences now about football now compared to the 90s and to the 2000s isn't this is one we're just far more connected there's far more and messaging and two i don't think there's fewer superstars in world football now than they were in 2000 i think one of the problems and one reason why i'm sad and one reason why i can why i understand why you think there's fewer superstars is because all the superstars are in two or three teams right and this is the problem, what well, this is the problem or annoying thing about Manchester City is they've got so many players who don't play too much football across the season that could be a superstar. You know, 25, 25 years ago, uh Riyad Mahrez Mares is playing for Roma and he's taking Roma to the UEFA Cup final every now and again. And it's you know it's that's Riyad Mares' team. And then Bernardo Silver's playing somewhere in, in in Spain, and that's you know, you've got the Bernardo Silva team over there, and then you've got you know the Phil Foden team over in the Netherlands, and then all of these teams are really, really interesting. You've got this really the fun parity.
2: team, <laughs> <laughs> sure, cool. And you've got, I would like Phil Foden.
0: And there's you know, and there's a greater sense of parity because all of these teams aren't, all these play, all these amazing players aren't together. So of course, so they all look, they would all look more. I like don't know if that was ever
1: the case though, Carl. I think because
0: I. Th- if, if, you you get, like if you look Ajax at like Ajax in '95,
1: or if you look at those those Juventus teams from the mid '90s, like they 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 all had. In order to be a good team, you have to have players.
0: Yes. However, now okay, let's 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 use this example, right? So the Ajax team in '95, amazing, one of the best teams. Shout European out to Kano and Finidi, man. One of the best teams Europe European football has ever seen, and they win that they win that thing, and then they all move across Europe to they all go somewhere else, and all and they all have their mini teams. And then who comes up as the next big team? The Juventus team, which are, you know, I think I'm allowed to say this. They were doped up to the gills. Um, (laughs) So Juventus win win the 96 Champions League. And then who wins the next Champions League? 97. Dortmund do. Right? So, like, because there is... It feels like there are more superstars and it feels like there are more teams with more different styles because all the superstars aren't all on one big team like Manchester City or one big team like... You know, Chelsea have so many players right now. That could be amazing that could you know run an entire offense if they were placed somewhere else. And let's look at Hakim Ziyech. Hakim Ziyech, 25 years ago, would have just have stayed at Ajax and just been Ajax's best player for four or five years. He goes to Chelsea. It's not working out. And now, we're like, uh, well, where's he going to go? Where's he going to do? Which is probably you know, to bring the podcast all the way back to Saudi Arabia talk. Is Saudi Arabia now going to be this huge, you know, the Saudi Arabia top four? Is that going to be the next big mass conglomeration of talent? Again, I don't think there's fewer superstars in world football now than there were 25 years ago. I just think all the superstars are more heavily collected in one or two. But football see, but clubs. but Carl, but, but, but that mean, that makes it seem as if there's less varying styles across Europe because they're all collected in one place. Whereas back in the day, as you know, and again, back in the day when I was a kid, when I didn't have 24 seven access to all these football feeds, when I didn't have sofa school telling me everything about everyone, back in the day. <laughs> if you just had if you just had a team with only and hacking ZH as your best player then everything works around ZH whereas now ZH is just a smaller cog in a wider tool and a system that doesn't necessarily let ZH do everything else the problem isn't it's not Pep Guardiola's fault it's mass industrialization of football and hyper rampant hyper capitalism meaning all these players are all the same clubs and you know because there's so much extra money involved in everything (sighs) That means the risk, of, you know, <laughs> the risk of losing the ball or the risk of losing games is that much higher. So therefore, people take fewer risks. And one of the things that I think is really, really apparent every time when people wow. say football's got boring or there's less individuals is the thing we miss most about, you know, football in the 2000s or the 90s compared to football now is there's just a lot less dribbling central midfield, right? You've just got a lot more pass first, dribble second midfielders. So when a dribble first midfield does pop around, you're like, amazing, because basically every single great football player used like has been able to dribble through midfield. So we all assume anyone who can dribble through midfield is the greatest football player of all time. So now you have fewer players doing that. You think there's less superstars and therefore you think football's boring. Whereas if you look at why they're doing it less often, it's because, well, the risk of losing the ball, you're opening the team off the transition. And if you He's lose telling the ball, them not to dribble, Carl. The manager, why is the manager telling you not to dribble? Why <laughs>
2: because is the manager they're
1: boring. Because no, why, no, boring. No. they're, not, they're that's why boring. That's why games are now that's boring. You're no, no, no. No, 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 no. basically proving
2: me and Daniel's manager, points. You're basically proving me and Daniel's points. No, lim- listen to me. Why is the manager telling you not to dribble?
0: Because he wants more control of the game. Why does he want more control? Because the, he believes reasons. that that's what's going to give him no, a better no. chance to win. What? Because And if what happens if he loses the game?
2: You get sacked. There you go. But you're proving my point. no I'm not proving your point. No, 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 expl- no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Come no no, 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 wait, Hold on. My like, thing both, was no. Both, my both thing both was both, this. Your, your no, no, no. Wait, was, wait, hold, hold pep on. Pep hold on. I, I made a very, I made a very specific statements. It was a very specific statement that football has gotten worse. Let him that. Let him that. My point was football has gotten worse. At no point did I add a point of like, well because of well managers have to do this. no, I understand why they have to do this, but whether they have to do this in order to be more so successful doesn't negate the fact of we have less entertaining games and we have less entertaining games because we have less expressive individuals. I cannot give you a, an equivalent of a totti at Roma. I cannot give you an equivalent of a decanio at West Ham. There is no equivalent. Because all those kinds of because players, of the they've all been ushered out because it's because now about money. system, system, system. It's not... Because of the money. <laughs> but but it's, both. But, but, it's how, it's how both. does that the fact that the games are boring of, from, from, yeah, from, I, from yesterday?
0: One, I don't, okay, okay. One, I don't believe the quality of football has got worse because I've watched these games 90 minutes start to finish. And I've watched the old games 90 minutes start to finish and I'm far more entertained now. Uh, two. You're now. more entertained now? Than four four. yes. Two, 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 now. Two, why am I more entertained now? Okay, now. Please, please read this. You can you can disregard what I'm saying. I may be more entertained now because I understand football better. Okay? So in the 90s, I'm just watching a bunch of people run around looking for the ball. I don't know anything about out of possession shape. I don't... I didn't really know much about out of possession shape. I knew what a 4-4-2 was. I knew that a striker scored goals. I knew a defender stopped goals. And a midfielder did a bit of both. And I'm a bit older and I'm able to understand these things. All of football looks better to me because now I just understand things better. And I yeah, watch yeah, old football.
1: We were supposed to be out of here 10 minutes ago. Yeah, and, I
0: cool. watch, <laughs> and, I, and I watch old football now and I, I, just get, I just get annoyed at how much space there is. I'm just going, why are you not closing him down? This is, this is rubbish. Cool. Whereas I suppose somewhere else, we must be watching night football. Like, oh man, look at all that space. Oh God, they can dribble through midfield. That's so calming. Right? It, like, it genuinely annoys me. Like the quality of goalkeeping from the 90s annoys me deeply.
2: <laughs> it's
1: a deep... no, okay. I, I, okay. Get,
0: I, get, I get annoyed watching old goalkeepers and champions We
1: League. gotta get out of here, Carl. Um, so, so so anyway, it's, 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 in, got, in, 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 and, in short, it's capitalism's fault
0: and the quality of football isn't as, isn't worse. Now, just, now look, now oh just, just, to, just like just, if you just, if you think the quality is worse, please re-watch those Champions League games from 2007 between Liverpool and Chelsea. You have to watch the whole game. And if you can watch the whole game and tell me that's better than like any of the Champions League semifinals this season and I thought this was a really bad Champions League year like I thought it was really low in quality Bro, I thought, that City Real Madrid game
2: quality. Second leg was I don't know what that was
0: that was, br- that was Shut a up. brutality so, I thought it was so, a bad Champions League But I thought it was a bad Champions League Because I was just knackered Because I also had to cover World Cup Like, so just, I think if you're saying football is bad just, You have to look into why football is bad and I think the robot point doesn't exist Because you actually have to understand the reasons oh, why yeah, Anyway It's, it's, cool. it's, it's robotic man. Too, too is
2: many teachers pets Too many teachers pets, man So
1: first thing When Carl says capitalism You don't need rampant and hyper That's just the nature of it It's true <laughs> those, 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 those. Kind of Second, I, I like, I hear where you guys differ, but I feel like there's more overlap than not because money has so has so greatly impacted the game. You have more players on the same team, and because there are more players on the same team, they are those players who are now collected are now affected by the managers who have made the game more boring for control, so they don't get sacked, etc. Now, my question would be, and we'll end it here, Even if you went back to an older system where you dispersed talent more, has the effect of what football has become, would that, would that necessarily translate to a Mares or a Ziyech playing in the way that they would have before? I don't know if that's the truth. I think if you put Ziyech on a different team even now or if you put Mars on a different team now, they would still be affected by what football has become and they would be restricted and limited by what tactics have become. And how that for me this? is the sad part. But we gotta go. We gotta how go. How about this?
0: I would how about this? I think we're all in agreement. If football teams, if if there was less football games per season, this the standard of quality was a you know, the football players were slightly less fit. And therefore, there was slightly more Carl, freedom to I do. I just these.
1: want dribblers, bro. Can you I just go. get some sexy? That's, football? It, that's <laughs> what you want. That's what you might want. You just want Daniel, you him. can't
2: because of Pep, man. We're all it's, it's all just, right, this, this, has <laughs> yes, it's best,
1: best this has been talking oh, tactics. Yes, everything's pressed for. This has been talking tactics. We got to go. Carl, where can people find you? Don't, man. You, man, only want dribblers.
2: Sicken me. <laughs> I, want, I want, plus, I, I want people who, who entertain me. Holland doesn't entertain me. Carl, bro.
1: what is your website? Don't I run to into to watch Harlander. Carl can be found at The Athletic. His link is in the description. Half, is half of us at footballhut.com. I am, I am running to watch Harlander, bro. Uh, you can follow all the links in the description. Talking to this podcast. Sometimes funny.
2: Sometimes
0: serious. <clears throat> but it's always about the dribblers here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys
0: next
2: week. Peace peace peace, 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 peace. Peace, man. Peace. All right.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.